Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us, as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Howdy. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. So I had a, a little celebration this week. You did? Yep, I did. It was the February the 7th. It's the 50th anniversary <laughs> of the formation of the Watergate Committee. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, <yeah>. oh, boy. <laughs> what I loved about it, what I loved about it is, uh, so they voted, it was 70 to 0, which means that 30 members of the U.S. Senate did not vote in okay. that vote in, uh, in uh, February 7th of 1973. And the reason why it was there was all Republicans, of course. And they said they didn't want to do an investigation of the 72 election unless there was an investigation of the 68 and the 64 election. Uh, now, what's fascinating about that is why would they want to investigate '68? They won. Um, Nixon won that one. Yeah, they, yeah, Nixon won that one. But they were just kind of like, well, because you know the Democrats are crazy and they were doing all kinds just of blowing stuff. smoke. Yeah, they were yeah. just they were just blowing smoke. But the thing that's funny is, thank goodness for them, they didn't get what they wanted because we now know years later that Nixon violated the Logan Act by negotiating with a foreign power right. to try to get the Vietnamese government to drag its, South Vietnamese government to drag its feet yeah. so the Democratic candidate would not get elected. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, which is hey, guess what? Reagan, completely illegal. <laughs> Reagan, Reagan did that in uh, 1980 with the, the hostages in the yeah. Iran. Yeah, so. yeah. Those this hmm. great law-abiding Republican presidents <laughs> that we all all know and love. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, America, so, yeah, yeah, we love America, Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so yeah, so it's the it was the 50th anniversary, and I, I've been. And uh, why would they want to investigate the 64 one? That was like a, a huge landslide. A I, I mean, mean, you know, it's funny back then. I mean, you know, Nixon won election in '68 by like 42 percent of the vote or something. You know, nowadays that w- that you get the presidency by doing that apparently because that's how that's of course Trump won yeah. the first time. <laughs> well, George Wallace actually got some electoral votes. I mean, he won yeah. he won some of the yeah. su- southern yeah. states. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. That's why they all immediately got together and decided to get rid of the electoral college. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but I mean, in the early seventies, mm-hmm. both parties were terrified by the possibility that it might be an upset again. Right. And so they all got together. And then when it started to look like that was dissipating, and especially when the Republicans realized, oh, no, we got a chance if we don't do this, then, you know, because of realization of mm-hmm. how the, the votes could be clumped. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the, the the whole energy just went out of it, right about 71 or so. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, what was he, what were you we saying about the Electoral sure. College? Yeah. <laughs> sort of like the metric system yeah, and exactly. Esperanto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the other great things that would have made our world so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a current, you know, sort of a movement among states. There, there are a few states, a handful yeah. of states that have, are, are pledging that uh, that they'll give their, their electoral votes yeah. to the the popular vote winner sure yeah. essentially getting rid of you know yeah. if, if they get enough states that would essentially get right. rid of the, the electoral college yeah. minnesota's just uh, there there's a proposal in there that's got some momentum so they might be the next oh. one to join so maybe something like 16 states have, have you know kind of signed this pact right. that uh, the, the pact of sanity you know? <laughs> <laughs> well the thing i've been keeping my on eye on and it's early still but of course to see how many republicans declare 
a candidacy for the presidency. Because if you really, we've learned anything about Trump, he's the plurality president, right? I mean, he's the guy that he gets just enough votes and just in in the right way. And if the other side is divided and fighting with each other, then uh, then he slips through. So hopefully there won't be too many Republican candidates in, in the upcoming primaries. Yeah. Well, so he, what did well you, he, and, he and DeSantis are kind of going at each other yeah, already. I love it. DeSantis gave a a press conference this week, and uh, and now now he had uh, he had two big proposals. Yeah. To, one to get rid of the sales tax on the on the gas stoves. Yeah. You know the, the, the <laughs> yeah. five gas stoves that, <laughs> that, sold that exist in Florida. Yeah, right. <laughs> then there was also one to get rid of. Um, Sales tax on diapers, which yeah, that's not not a bad idea. No, it certainly isn't. But but so he gave this this uh, press conference, and I think he kind of slammed Trump either you know yeah. I don't know overtly or covertly, but he had all these diapers piled up there. <laughs> <laughs> which some people make rip, you think of anybody <laughs> read a little something <laughs> into that. Yeah, boxes and boxes yeah. of diapers. <laughs> when I was in Paris last summer, we saw a, this bizarre statue. It was like a, a ceramic, a full color. Statue, you know, you seen the Trump baby balloons. Yeah, we even were giving yeah. those away as a premium at one point. But this was like a statue it was outside of somebody's uh, restaurant of this hideous, uh, distorted, you know, cartoonish, even more cartoonish Trump uh, as a baby, <laughs> and it was just sitting there. It was just like this is horrifying. What is this? I mean, it's like it's like Satan worshiping or something. Why do you want to make an image of that? You know, I mean, come on. Remember that CPAC where they actually had a, like a gold statue? <laughs> Worship me. <laughs> that's what we should do. You know, speaking of the, the Trump balloons, yeah. that's what we should do to China. Yeah, we should like float, float, a flotilla, flotilla of Trump baby Trump balloons. Ah! <laughs> That'll learn them. Hey, you know who doesn't like uh, Donald J. Trump, Who's former that? U.S. president? The Club for Growth. Really? Yep, the Club for Growth. That's the, the conservative anti-tax group. It's, it spends you know hundreds of millions of dollars on Republican candidates, and it invited a, a, a half dozen potential Republican presidential candidates to its annual donor retreat, which is coming up, in case those of you who are listening would like to go, it's uh, coming up next month. But they didn't invite Donald J. Trump. Mm. Uh, just this Monday, the president of the group, a guy by the name of David McIntosh, said the Republicans were looking at uh, candidates that might have a chance of winning next, next cycle. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> uh, Mr. McIntosh said the party should be open to another candidate. They're not very happy with uh, Donald J. Trump, apparently. He was not the. Said he, he said they had no personal animosity. Uh, towards Trump uh, again, they're just trying to protect their investment. Oh, he didn't say that part, but <laughs> <laughs> but obviously that's, that's it. the thing. I mean, if, if he had done better, I mean, yeah. you know, they would be like whatever, all over him. Yeah, you know, whatever. it's like yeah, appoint some more Supreme Court justices <laughs> yeah, from whatever. from the list we give you. <laughs> Isn't that uh, that it guy available? Come on, you know, from the movie, Come, he would be a great Supreme Court <laughs> justice. Yeah. One from the He's whole, like the, the scary clown, movie. yeah, right? The scary clown guy. Come on, I would take the scary clown guy <laughs> <Yeah>. over, <laughs> over over Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kate come Brown. on, <laughs> and some of those other ones. Oh man! Oh wow! So so Joe Biden was in uh, town, sort of this week. Yeah. he flew in and uh, went to the forest yeah. and uh, gave a little talk about about unions. Yeah, did you watch the State of the Union? State I did not. Union? I didn't. I don't. There watch was this. Stuff there like was that. this sort of Uber Karen there. I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> 
who was Liar. shouting, "Where's your manager?" That's on sale. <laughs> wearing the wearing the pelt of the last polar bear, apparently, while she was there. She wore. I mean, it's like Cruella Deville. She was wearing this big fur coat on yeah. the floor. And the thing that is, they have to say that they have to say that because, as I mean, it. As Biden correctly pointed out, uh, it's easy to find. We have one of the senators who's proposed, you know, basically sunsetting. We, Wisconsin. We, Wisconsin, have yeah. one of those senators, uh, Ron Johnson. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, no, you guys have talked about this. And you've also talked about, you know, getting rid of the deficit. And how is that going to happen when basically oh, they've, we they've, spend so much? I mean, everything that they say logically entails. Paul Ryan lived for getting rid yep. of these things. I mean, yep. he, he used to literally sit around. Mike Lee has said that. sit around in, in One college. of his goals. I mean, you know. Yeah. But they're like, they have to yell liar because yeah. they know people are watching and they don't want anybody to know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Biden was actually really good. He kind of yeah. flipped it on him. Yeah. He said, yeah. oh, so you're in favor of supporting Social Security and yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. cutting it. Yeah, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> no, I mean... Well, you know what's going to happen. I, I predict with absolute... I mean, you're going to see it probably on uh, Steve Bannon's show or something. They're going to say it was a false flag operation. They're going to say, Mar- that wasn't Marjorie Taylor no, Greene. No. That, was, that was a paid actor. Yeah. The, the, the woke mobs you know, yeah. brought in. Yeah, and, it, was, you know. it was some sort of AI simulation. I've already seen things that basically, you know... Uh, Biden, you know, the master uh, strategist set a trap for them. And right. so I've already seen stuff like this. Just, I'm like, no, he just he just explained what yeah. they what they have been proposing for, for decades. Look what you made me do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made me act like a maniac. <laughs> it's all your fault. Biden. <laughs> oh, so I, I, I guess Jill Biden was in town. I, I don't know if this was Jill was public knowledge or not, but she actually stayed over. She st- stuck. Yeah, over my place. I, I, no, I, no, yeah, I, no, no, she didn't. She, she had tea. Did not. So, <laughs> no, she stuck around. I don't know what yeah. she was doing, but uh, I, my sources tell me she oh. she stayed uh, stayed uh, downtown yeah. at a, yeah. at one of the the hotels downtown. Yeah, and, which uh, one? I can't tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Secret. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Uh. He's speaking, I mentioned uh, our buddy, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, he recently won a dubious award, although knowing him, he probably was uh, probably like a pig in crap when he heard this. According well, he's to, always like a pig in crap. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy. Good point. <laughs> Good point. This is a study that was done by the Brookings Institution, and uh, they have uh, many researchers there that, uh, you know, they pay cash money to, and they can do things like this. They transcribed 36,603 podcast episodes. You know, Amnesty International is looking into this, by the way. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 79 political talk shows that have been released before January 22nd, 2022. And what they discovered was that the overall winner in terms of misinformation was uh, the Steve Bannon War Room podcast, uh, where t- they, they said that 20% of the War Room episodes have, uh, have been found to have demonstrable falsehoods in them. And uh, that's pretty good when you consider that Charlie Kirk and Glenn Beck and some of those other people are <laughs> in the running there. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, overall se- about 70% of the podcasts that they reviewed had shared at least one false or misleading claim. And this is not like theories about things or, or views, you know, theoretical views. This is about factual things that are mm-hmm. actually happening or demonstrably false. Uh, a, a woman by the name of Valerie Virtshafter, uh, she's a senior data analyst at Brookings. Uh, said that the falsehoods and errors were expected to slip through on talk shows, of course, but it really does stand out on shows like The War Room uh, because it's so frequent. Uh, and, and needless to say, uh, Bannon, of course, said that he viewed this as a badge of honor. I'm a liar, and they're calling me on it, so great. 
So. I love it. Lap it up. <laughs> <laughs> liberal, liberal, liberal. Liberal, 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 liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. Uh, in Missouri this week, in the their their um, state house. There was a proposal that would have banned minors from openly carrying guns without adult supervision. They thought, you mean coal miners? No, <laughs> no, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, they they were thinking, you know, like they because they have open carry in sure. uh, in uh, Missouri. Okay, and in and, misery, in misery, yep. and uh, there there were some people in the house thinking that uh, in their legislature thinking not till you're eight, you son. Know, <laughs> you know, you know, like get kids walking around yeah. with guns and no adults. Probably not good. Not good. So they they introduced that bill yeah. and. Uh, it lost 104 to 39. Wow. So, so they overwhelmingly support children walking around with open carry mm. and no Places to avoid. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dad, can I have the car keys? No. <laughs> now can I have the car keys? <laughs> Click. Golly. Oh, dear. You know, I mean, that just shows how crazy things you've gotten. I mean, it's I hate to say it like that because it's it's just sounds like no, uh, it's crazy. like overreaction. But I mean, you know, we've always accepted that you, you children are you know, can treat children different under yeah. the law. That children yeah. there there are certain things you can you know that's not safe for you, Aiden. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, you can't drive yeah. a, drive a car until right. you're 16 or you're not, 15 or not whatever. At the age of decision yet, right? Yes. And uh, you know, there's there's certain restrictions on yep. on, on everything, you right. know. But uh, it made me think about like these um, stores where they won't let kids come in with backpacks. I mean, are they going to have to let them come in with their with their AK with their guns? Yeah, they can. I mean, yeah. yeah. So you know, this morning I was watching. Just it just came up in my in my sort of feed. I was watching online a story about um, the Finnish prison system, the prison system they have in Finland, and uh, and I, I just I almost started like bawling. I mean, just like you know the difference between how we have arranged society in this godforsaken <laughs> society as compared to other people. I mean, there's so many better ways we could do so many things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the prison system there, I mean, it's they, they truly are trying to rehabilitate people. Yeah. They truly feel like, you know, you, you know, people do stupid things. People do evil things even. But they're not necessarily stupid or evil for life. Like, what can we do? Is there anything we can do to make things better that helps you along? Mm-hmm. And that's their goal. And, and, and at one time, I think people maybe even kind of half thought that was a goal in our society, but not anymore. Yeah. So I just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It just you see stuff like that, and you just feel kind of like humans can do better, yeah. and uh, we're not in the forefront of that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching a, an Australian show one time, a, a drama, and uh, and this woman committed a crime, and and she got sent to prison. But it took took a while for my brain to realize that yeah. she was actually in prison, right? Because it, it wasn't like the, this horrible, you know, yeah. dystopia that we're used to right. seeing. When it right. was like, you know, there was it was kind of like going to a place where, but I mean, her family would come and visit, right. and they they could hug each other. It wasn't somebody standing there screaming at them, going, "No touching, no touching," you yeah, know, like right. you always see in the in yeah. our our shows. And, right. And but it, but it really, my brain took a while to adjust, saying, "Oh, she's actually." in prison you know right. and uh, yeah yep. hey the flip side of that uh, bannon study is i don't know if you heard about this but the national Enquirer, which used to be the major source of lying in the united states it's uh, it's being sold the uh the company is not the company <laughs> company that owns it a360 media has agreed to sell the publication in a cash deal to some a, a place called uh, vvip ventures liar uh, <laughs> um 
two of the uh, National Enquirer's uh, stable mates, <laughs> <laughs> the National Examiner and the Globe, and, are and, also and what part do you find deal. in stables? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in abundance. Yeah, and you got to shovel a lot of it too. <laughs> yeah. So the National Enquirer's come under scrutiny in recent years for a bunch of scandals. Uh, they paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars in hush money at one point to uh, to the twenty sixteen presidential campaign uh, to a former Playboy model, Karen McDougal, for the rights to her story about an affair with Donald Trump, but they never published it. That's mm-hmm. the so called catch and kill. Sure. They also brokered a hush money deal with uh, with good old Stormy Daniels, who's back in the courts, as we all know. In uh, 2019, Jeff Bezos, boo, the founder of Amazon, uh, accused the Inquirer of extortion and blackmail because it exposed his extramarital affair. Mm-hmm. So it had been an ailing, an ailing source of falsehood, apparently, and we need to move on to the new shiny sources of falsehood. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering about those magazines the other day, if they're still around. I mean, it's it's... You know, they, they almost seem quaint compared to the yeah. the, the fire hose of, of misinformation we get hit with every. You know, minute. it's uh, it's quaint until it's not. I mean, my mother one summer there was a summer where they were the Enquirer was running a whole thing about um, alien abductions and stuff like that. And yeah. my mother used to. Have, my mother, had, I remember that summer she was having nightmares. Oh, really? Because she'd read that stuff. You know, she'd go to the grocery store and she'd pick one up. She'd read it religiously, yeah, and then and maybe that probably my mother's only religion actually. She'd read it religiously, and then but I think it kind of it kind of colonized her subconscious because during the day, I mean, she wasn't thinking about it or talking about it that much, but she started having these weird dreams and stuff hmm. like that. It's like eh, maybe it's true. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You read the same stuff over and over again. We're, we're we really are. I mean, as as beings, we're we're social animals. We really are, in many ways, like primed, programmed. Indeed, to like listen to what other people tell us. That's mm-hmm. why the people can get away with this kind of stuff, right? right? I mean, you got to find out your information somewhere, so you just kind of trust one another, yeah. and people violate that trust. Well, and the world's confusing and scary. I mean, you're sitting there in your cave looking out at a thunderstorm, and it's like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? Well, my mother was in a mobile home, but very but, yeah, similar. Close. <laughs> <laughs> and a tornado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you you know, you say, "What's going?" I want some some explanation here. What's yeah. what's happening? Yeah, you know, what's what, going on? I want this to make sense because we're programmed to make sense. I That's the think. other part. Yeah, so. the sense making thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes on very little evidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you get you know, like the you know. Gods of Mount Olympus and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, that explains a lot. This guy yeah. rides a chariot every day and then the, drags the sun across the sky. That's what's so funny. People made up like invisible or 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 you know forces and beings and stuff like that for as long as there've been people. But actually, like things like I don't know infrared radiation and and you know, microscopic organisms, they really are actually tiny things that are all around you or invisible things that yeah. are all around you that you never would have suspected in a zillion years. Mm-hmm. Actually, are there. Yeah. Anyway. Turns out that uh, during the Trump administration, uh, Chinese military balloons, spy balloons, were were flying over the United States. Oh yeah, States it was like too. it was like Macy's parade every day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's underdog. <laughs> Why are his eyes moving? <laughs> Only they'd have like some knockoff of underdog yeah, to avoid right. copyright problems. Yeah. <laughs> Proletariat dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, 
<laughs> I love seeing that sometimes you'll see these like knockoff toys of like Star Trek and it'll be yeah. an obvious sort of Mr. Spock and it'll yeah. be like, you know, Dr. Science or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a wonderful, I mean, there, the various Superman iterations and Batman iterations. <clears throat> Apparently there's a there's a Japanese comic that has Batman in it, but he actually is like a bat. Yeah. And his costume is like yellow and green or something. <laughs> like he's like a Packers fan or something. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. it's sort of like that, I yeah. guess. You know. So yeah, balloons. They they balloons were fl- flying over here during the Trump administration. Yeah. Nobody made a peep about that. No, so. no. As and, and and nobody said what's wrong with weak Joe Biden that he's not shooting them down. Either, yeah. You know. Yeah. What's wrong with weak Donald Trump? Yeah. But, so. I did like the people, and Donald Trump Jr. was one of these people who encouraged people to go out and shoot it down. Oh, yeah. You know, it's six miles up in the air. I mean. Well, but those eight-year-olds, you know, if you get enough of them together with their guns in Missouri, in Missouri yeah. they're bound to hit it. <laughs> Just keep firing, kids. <laughs> you like this hail of bullets coming down in St. Louis yeah, right. <laughs> as they drop down. <laughs> Plus the balloon, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not like it's a party balloon that you just pop with a pin. And they're, yeah. they're they're kind of soft, you know, because yeah. because of the they're going up and down and the, the air pressure changes, so they can't really inflate them like that. Yeah. So so you can like shoot them full of holes, and it's it's they're still kind of gonna it's gonna be like a really oh, really God. slow leak. I just had this flashback. I have a friend <laughs> who looked for a job in Rolla, Missouri. There's a university branch there. And um, he was a little dubious. He came in, and apparently they have a hazing. I don't know if they still do. This is a few years ago. But they have a hazing ritual for freshmen where they have to walk over boards over, like, little p- piles of pig manure. And, like, and, and you're trying to, whack, you know, trying to move the boards so they fall yeah, in sure. and stuff. So it's this little – he was a little dubious. Then he, he, was a, he was a math PhD, and so he went to the math department for his interview it turned out the guy that was the chair of the math department was also the head of the local NRA. <laughs> and he was like kind of a little bit more like, all right. And then and then when they had the little dinner, because, you know, when you bring somebody in for sure. an interview like that, you sure. take them out to eat or whatever. Yeah. They were start, the people in the math department started talking about the Jews. Oh, no. Which my friend was Jewish. Oh. But even if he weren't, I mean, it's right, right, pretty disturbing. Right. But I was, he was just kind of like. Nope. <laughs> Three strikes. Sorry. That's it. Last one. That's a big one. <laughs> Moving back to Madison. So, you know, Rolla. <laughs> if you're from Rolla, I'm sorry I'm hurting your feelings, but that was what happened to my poor friend. Oh, so. This is out of Montana. A newly elected Republican member of Montana's state Senate has introduced a bill that would prohibit pu- prohibit public schools from teaching scientific theories. Oh, heavens. He says a theory is just, uh, you know, just a wild guess that nobody can actually prove. He that's says, like, right. Like, of course, the theory of evolution. So mm. that's that's what, what triggered this. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So. You know, what's the counter theory that God's the biggest joker? I mean... Why do those whales have hips? Why do chickens get teeth? I don't know. It's just it's just God messing with us. I mean, I think that's a much more frightening alternate theory, if you want my view. Uh, he, this guy testified Monday to Montana's Senate Education and Cultural Resources Committee. That he sim- Education is in quotes there, by the way. <laughs> it's spelled wrong. Yeah, re-education. Yeah, right. He simply wants students to know what a scientific fact is, and that is he understands science. Theories are mere speculation. Nah. Well, I mean, I think, 
you know, I don't know. Maybe scientists could do a better job of explaining why. I, I see this all the time, and it's popularly used to just mean speculation. I, right, I just right. saw a story the other day where somebody said one of the theories is, and I said, no, no, it's, that's a speculation. Yeah. But, of course, it's a, the problem is whenever you're in a, in a disciplinary area of any kind, there's always a specialized vocabulary. When somebody says they've got a theory, they mean a hypothesis with so much evidence that no one's been able to knock it down. Yeah. I mean, everything's a theory. It's a theory that we existed 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be we're just brought into existence, everybody at home, you just got brought into existence and you have a bunch of false memories. Disprove that. <laughs> you can't. So I guess it's a theory that you've existed before the last 10 minutes. I mean, if you want to go that route, then don't believe anything. Yeah, so. But usually things like this, there, there, there's a there's a bottom line, and, and yeah. I, I assume this was trying to attack the theory of evolution. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. whatever. I didn't realize they were still upset about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Whatever. <laughs> 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 we got a call from uh, a woman named Sarah who th- uh, thinks she knows me from up north. She wants to up know north. my up north. She wants to know my last name. I I doubt it, Sarah. <laughs> I've lived up north for ages, and uh, and that kid doesn't look anything like me. So. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Sorry. And my lawyer will tell you that too. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, lawyer Dick Whittington has died this week, and uh, he Dick was Whittington. He was famous for a short time because he was the guy that Dick Cheney shot in the face. Oh, that guy! Yeah, <laughs> and then accidentally, and then he apologized to Cheney. For <laughs> Sorry, my face was in the way. His face in the way. <laughs> Oh man, that was back in uh, 2006. So, so there was good news, relatively good news, in the, uh, the I, it all it's all relative in the Ukrainian war. Apparently, this uh, I don't know if you heard about this. I first heard about this. I watch a, um, a young man who escaped from Russia. I watch his his uh, postings on on YouTube. Nikki Proshin is his name, and he will often give you inside news about what's going on. And and I was where I was first alerted a few weeks ago. To this uh, little tricky poo they pulled, there's a, a company, the Wagner Company, in Russia that uh, was getting mercenaries to work in the Russian military by just getting people out of prison, like hardened criminals mm-hmm. that were in their prison system. Uh, they just said, well, you know what, uh, we'll just basically uh, put you in the military and, uh, and, and your reward will be, you know, you don't go back to prison. Sure. I've and, seen that uh, movie. Uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> But uh, just this Thursday, uh, the uh, they said they're not not the mercenary group said they're no longer going to be getting uh, their fighters from prison. Uh, so this was um, the founder of the group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was uh, saying that um, you know some of the 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 inmates had been recruited months ago and and uh, they were going to stop it, but that was un- that was untrue apparently. And now they say actually. They are going to. The sad thing about this is that a lot of these convicts are really not trained for combat. No. So it's not just the fact that, um, you know, it's a little dubious how this is all working. But, th- I mean, they're just cannon fodder, basically. Mm-hmm. So you go from, you know, I guess somebody, being in a Russian prison is no picnic. Uh, you ask Mr. Navalny about that. But uh, then you take them out and said, oh, you get a chance to leave if you, uh, you know, we, we badly train you and, and throw you in the front lines. Right. So they've said they're going to stop doing that.
there's a proposal in the the U.S. House from uh, introduced by your favorite congressperson and mine, Matt Gates. Oh from, wow, from Florida yeah. to, to cut off all aid to Ukraine, to cut it to zero. For what purpose? To what end? Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so we can cash those big checks See he's who's getting. sending him money. <laughs> yeah, <guess. exactly. laughs> See how many rubles he's been getting in his, his packs lately. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, the Pennsylvania legislature is now in the hands of the Democrats. I don't know if you remember this, but there were some vacant seats. Uh, they looked like the Democrats were going to win. And then for a variety of reasons, they, uh, candidates did not take office. And so uh, they had a special elections, and it was kind of on the on the cusp. And they only won by one vote, but still, it does mean that the Pennsylvania uh, lower house, the state house of representatives, is now going to be under Democratic control because all three of the seats actually went to the Democrats. So that's um, it's the first uh, time in 12 years that the uh, the Democratic Party has actually had a majority in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. So. Here's another classic, only only in America story. Turns out that I, I knew this, but it's been reaffirmed in a study that was just completed uh, this week. Um, this is the, uh, let's see, something called the U.S. Healthcare from a Global Perspective 2020, this study that was done, and uh, determined that the U.S. spends three times more on healthcare per person as other high-income countries. But residents are less likely to visit doctors, <laughs> and their their general health doesn't seem to be any better. In fact, in some ways, not as good as other countries. Um, we're the only high-income country that does not guarantee access to health care. And as a result, the U.S. spends, because it's a completely free market, 18% of its gross domestic product on health and health-related services. Wow. And, of course, that's nowhere near what it is in any other country. And it's... Life expectancy is 39th among all nations in the world. So, money well spent. What do you want? Socialism? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that you asked. <laughs> My kid and her friends, uh, socialism is not a bad word among, yeah, among yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. that age. Well, it depends what you mean by it, too, of course. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't like recoil from it yeah, like, yeah. like the boomers do. Yeah, it's right, like, right. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what's it going to do? You know? Well, I, I have a they, they look at the end product. It's yeah, like, you know, yeah. oh, I'm going to get health care? Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Well, I have a theory about this because, of course. Is it a theory? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a speculation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, listen, you know, during I can remember the, I can remember the Clinton years and Clinton, who was probably the most conservative Democratic president since Grover Cleveland. Yeah. The Republicans are running around calling him a socialist. He's yeah. like, do you even know what that means? <laughs> I mean, I mean, so you keep using it incorrectly to mean anything that helps anybody out. Yeah, everybody's going to say it sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> Unintended consequences there. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet from uh, WORTFM.org because we stream this show and all of our shows except Craniac's show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't stream that? We just do static for we two hours. We drive a stake through its heart. <laughs> <laughs> we just run, run, run feedback for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to the show backwards, it says John is dead. John is dead. 
<laughs> and uh, or you might be listening in the future because we put this show and all of our shows up on the archives page, and uh, you can listen via podcast. Thanks to our pal Mindless Minion D Cubed, who does the file management stuff. So you got your kazoo out already. I got ready, it out already. Ready, ready to go. I'm getting ready for halftime. <laughs> ready to hit the road. <laughs> ready for the halftime <laughs> show. Kind of phone it in here the last <laughs> 28 minutes. So. Hey, Craniac does. <laughs> Or right, we're going to take a brief break, come back with... You got anything good? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. How about you? I have nothing. No. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to try to throw it back at you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I have here. Um, I don't know. Not much. So, All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, you know, it's another big anniversary. What's uh, that? It's uh, 50 years ago this month that the American Psychiatric Association uh, debated whether to uh, remove the so-called disease of homosexuality from their list of diseases. And uh, coincidentally, a man who was very uh, crucial to that decision, uh, a man by the name of Charles Silverstein, just passed away this, this mm. last week. And... Uh, for those of you who don't remember or know these things, he uh, he was a Ph.D. who worked in social psychology at Rutgers, and he and uh, he and another writer put together uh, the the first Joy of Gay Sex, which was the uh, the kind of the the version. It was uh, Edmund White was the co-writer of that. It was the first uh, basically sort of book to break down stigma in the same way that the um, the Joy of Sex, which was the, the the volume that preceded it. This was in I think seventy seven that Joy of Gay Sex came out. But uh, yeah, he was he, Dr. Silverstein gave a crucial presentation. Again, this was 50 years ago, just this month, uh, to the American Psychiatric Association, um, and uh, talking about uh, the, the evidence that was uh, available at the time that there was no significant difference in terms of psychiatric or psychological health between people who were homosexual and people who were heterosexual. And this was the basis upon which um, the association decided to remove. Uh, this from uh, their di- the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders later in 1973. So it's a it's a groundbreaking moment. Mm, pretty good. You know, a lot of a lot of the the harm was just the fact that uh, the way people would react. I mean, the that's the the stigma. Essentially, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, a lot of these stories about people being blackmailed, especially like spy right. stories. It's right. like, oh, oh, you know, we're going to tell, right. you know, we're going to. Uh, expose you as a gay if you don't you know yeah. spy for the soviet union or yeah. something and, and it, it was i mean but if you remove that yeah. you know if you say oh it's okay it doesn't matter then you don't have anything to you know so we live in a society where redhead people redheaded people are hated and then all the redheaded people are like weird about it they're all dying their hair yeah and, you know and <laughs> feeling like super paranoid and stuff like that and so the psychiatrist is like hmm obviously being a redhead <laughs> has something to do with mental disease because they're all paranoid and act out in strange ways. I'm going to tell everybody you're a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give me money. Exactly. Uh, the Florida High School Athletic Association yesterday walked back a controversial proposal to require female high school athletes to disclose information regarding their menstrual history. Oh, Lord. The fact they had to even think about that is amazing. So, mm. Following scathing criticism from students, parents, physicians, <laughs> advocacy organizations, and uh, and some lawmakers. That's that less government that all the conservatives <laughs> are always talking about. <laughs> so... So you know, religion. You know, religion can do whatever it wants, but I want to know what your period is. You know, 
Did you see that? That there, I think that was in Missouri. That a group of uh, religious leaders got together and finally nailed the issue and said, you know, the anti-abortion bans are a religiously motivated. I saw that yeah. legal, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, movement here. Right. And so it's a, it's it has to be viewed not within the necessarily the confines of bodily integrity or privacy, but within the confines of people trying to enforce their religious beliefs mm-hmm. on other people. Yeah. Because I don't know what else. I mean, I could. I mean, I can imagine a, a secular argument for it, but it, as de facto, there never is one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they wanted they wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. They wanted to, you know, find out if anybody was trans. Yeah, that was you know, that's the, the big one. That, obviously, we can't have that any. Yeah, you know. let's rifle around your underwear. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> let's keep it above the belt for a change, could we? Please, Republicans, that's all you guys think about. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the thing about, about the abortion issue. It's yeah, like, you know, it's yeah. like okay, let's uh, you know make sure everybody's you know, yeah, that's know, all they can think about. You know, is we, people's we, genitals. We What's wrong to, with we those? We have people? to monitor this and make sure everything you know is on right on I schedule. Think I think Republican is a psychiatric disorder. I really yeah. <laughs> that's my <laughs> put that theory. Yeah, because because all they can think about is other people's genitals and what they're doing with them. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> A team of astrophysicists is suggesting we could protect the Earth from global warming by shooting lunar dust into space to shade the Earth from sunlight. Yeah. It's, it's called the moonshot idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moonshot is like one of those giant things that'll never happen. <laughs> 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 well, they want to call it the moonshot. They want to like blow up, uh, blow up the moon, blow up that. stuff on the moon <laughs> yeah. to kick up big dust particles that oh, would come toward Lord. Earth and then cool us off. Who because, are these people? Because we're too stupid to actually, <laughs> you know, adjust <laughs> our lives. Based well, that on, that's a given. <laughs> based on the information that we have. <laughs> yeah. I remember this story. I, I, I don't know why these, these things get to me, but it was we had a story a few weeks ago about uh, some. Some legislator in I don't know it's Montana or some place that uh, <laughs> that wanted to ban um, uh, electric fill in horrible vehicles. place here yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> from this list of ninety seven places <laughs> but uh, he wanted to ban electric cars and he had some quote quote in there more freedom <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of the freedom <laughs> and he said he had some quote where he said he he didn't have anything against electric cars no of course not but uh, but he just didn't didn't like it when uh, but when, my masters but do. he said something about you know like I don't like it when they tell us what to do with our cars. And so it was, it was like these internal combustion engine car vehicles, they're yeah. our cars. They're, they belong to us. Yeah. They, they, I get my identity from. Did this, he know that there used inter- to be electric cars? <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the Stanley Steamer. There you I go. Said, <laughs> Steam-powered car. What could be better? <laughs> but, but the fact that, I mean, it's like you, you look at this, it's a machine that yeah. you that you, you are so attached to, saying yeah. that is ours, that is mine, yeah. that, that is me, that, you know, yeah. that, that, that's a representation of, of who I am and what I am, just because there's like a machine that moves it around. I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't, wouldn't know. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. I mean, you know, if there was a different kind of engine, if there was an atomic engine under there pushing it around. So they're obsessed with sex and people's genitals and they fetishize various objects in their environment like stoves (laughs) and cars. What are we talking about here? Is this some kind of weird, they believe that Trump was chosen by God? I mean, we're talking about some like the Neolithic age or something, you know? What is going on? 
Well, I mean, we've always made advances in in technology. I yeah. mean, we've, we've we had you know we, we used to burn whale blubber for light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, know, don't take my whale blubber <laughs> lamp away from me. Get a horse. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the fact that we have a different way to push these these things of aluminum and, and rubber around yeah, but, but again, should really affect you. It's, at, not, at it's not an actual dialogue. All this stuff is, it's 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 all a shadow a puppet show or a whatever. A lot of it's performance because, art, Yeah, I because mean. he's he's basically saying, my masters don't like yeah. the fact that they aren't going to be making money in the future yeah. in the same way that they are. Yeah. Now, that's all well, there's really also is. a big thing that a lot of this stuff boils down to, don't tell me what to do. You're yeah, not the boss know, of me. I know. And so so if you can play into that, you're not the boss of me, garbage. I kind of, and I kind of get that feeling because it is true that you kind of are, I mean, you're kind of overwhelmed by all of it. You know, I mean, I get, I get that people yeah. feel that way. Right. You get uh, what's, but next? that's capitalism. Yeah. They should, they should be like saying maybe people constantly barraging me with import or importuning me to do get by. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. I mean, I've, I've talked to students about this. Like, you know, they don't want to do things with other people because they feel overwhelmed by have constantly to answer everybody on their phone. I said, well, yeah. don't answer them. Yeah. Like, well, then they'll think I hate them. You know, well, obviously we got a problem here. You know, <laughs> it's just, like, just takes a, just take a moment for your, Self. Don't yeah. constantly. I mean, yeah. I, I get why people feel that sort right, of thing. Right, right. I mean, that and that's that's again very something we've seen through history. Is as technology advances, yeah. people aren't ready for it a lot of yeah. times. I mean, yeah. you know that that people thought that people aren't ready to drive cars. Well, they they used tell. to think that you know trains can only go like twenty five miles an hour because <laughs> if they went faster, people would die if they yeah, if they were yeah. going like fifty miles an hour. Yeah, all the blood would rush to the back of your yeah. head. <laughs> Knowing nothing about the concept of relativity, you know, they were just kind of like relative motion. They thought, as the train goes faster, you'll be like, you, know? you need to get up to a few like a, G's for like that one. Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Face gets all contorted. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, hey, I saw a lovely uh, editorial today in the uh, State State Journal. And why, why I thought it was funny is they were talking about the Republicans again, you know, and, and, and harken back, and many of our listeners probably remember this the uh, Ronald Reagan's Morning in America pitch and uh, this this particular columnist from a Harrop says it's still morning in America for the Republicans unfortunately it's 3 a.m. and they're just coming out of the bar <laughs> <laughs> and another thing <laughs> liar <laughs> I know how to fix that. We'll ban electric cars. <laughs> That'll make me feel better. <laughs> Give kids guns. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? That's the one with the the guns thing. When 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 they they want to like have everybody you know issued a gun and sure. you're required to carry it at all yeah, times. Yeah. It, it's, guns and and alcohol are a really really bad combination. You're speaking from experience. Here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can I can speak from experience too. <laughs> this idea that you should you know incur not just let but encourage yeah. people to to be you know yeah. carrying concealed weapons you into into bars yeah. and getting sloshed and yeah. then you know somebody bumps into you and then you yep. turn around and go what are you looking at and then yep. then all of a sudden they're both That's drawing that. on yep. yeah right. it's yep. it's ridiculous it's yep. just I'm just. It's in the Constitution, though. <laughs> <laughs> what that well-regulated militia? <laughs> yeah, is that, right. Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh. So, are you a ruminator? Do you sit and dwell on things? Not really. Oh, I, good. I, I don't. I, I would have pegged you as one, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you're not. No. Well, I, I have some advice for those of you out there who are 
prone to overthink. And rumin, I love the. I, by I think the way, I used to be, but I think I've gotten gotten better over yeah. the years. Okay, good. Yeah, ruminate. I love the word ruminate because, of course, that comes from what what cows do, right? You cow, you know, have several stomachs, so they're kind of like barfing it up and yeah. chewing it again. It's, it's a lovely, disgusting metaphor. Yeah, but um, but uh, the, so there's a suggestion here. I'm reading from this is Greg Siegel. He's a professor of psychiatry at the University of. Pittsburgh, and he says some suggestions on how to stop your rumination cycle. So if you're watching uh, television or listening to the news or reading things online and it's getting you like in, a, in one of those states, here's some of the things you need to do. Divert your attention. One of the most effective things you can do when your thoughts are spiraling out of control is to distract yourself. Yeah. My kid pretends to throw a tennis ball and I chase, try to chase it. And that, <laughs> that, that seems to break things up for me. Here you go, Dad. <laughs> Fetch, Dad. <laughs> well, now I can see why you don't ruminate. You don't have time to. Yeah. Uh, avoid your triggers. So, for example, I you like know, horses. if watching a, a Hallmark movie fills you with unspeakable rage, then don't watch a Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> As I've gotten older, I've I've gotten more accepting of the things I like too, and you know, just kind of, kind of unabashedly liking them. It's like, okay, this is stupid, but I like this thing, and it makes me happy, and I don't care. Very good. You I know, like so, that's that's yeah. good advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not just palliative. It's something you objectively really yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, set a worry timer. This is an interesting. Oh, idea. that's interesting. So it's uh, so if you get stuck in one of these feedback loops, and by the way, that'll that'll feed back into divert your attention too. Make it a really loud, jarring <laughs> timer. Um, no, if you if you get stuck, uh, then uh, basically have a little it's purposely set aside. You know, say okay, I'm gonna worry for like ten minutes. I've got a little a time frame for that. I'm just going to do it. It's not going to distract me from what I'm doing. I'm going to just do it. And then when we're done with that, then we'll move on to the next thing. And, of course, if you're doing this all the time, then you need therapy. But yeah, we're just talking about your average sort of maybe worry or little, little life hacks from Mel Little life hacks, so. exactly. Okay, so. so scientists have found that uh, chess players, people who play chess, play worse when the when the air quality is worse, oh well, with, with the, like an air pollution. So when you're playing like in a big city with with bad air, yeah, you tend to make more mistakes, especially later in the game when things get a little more a little hairy, a little more complicated. Sure, that the, yeah. That the quality of air can keep your brain from processing that information. That so, is pretty intense, isn't that something? Yeah. It's it's not very often we get you know kind of almost objective, yeah, views of how these things affect it. But but that's one way. It's like do this puzzle essentially yeah, yeah. and it's like i can't do it I, the, right the, yeah too much exhaust in the air <laughs> exactly <laughs> next time you go shopping leave those kids at home according to new research uh it's a lot more expensive when you drag kids to the store with you <laughs> so but i think everybody knew that so uh, solo ventures on average uh these, i think these are grocery shopping trips solo ventures um, were like 40 per- 30 or 40% lower when you don't have the kids with you nagging you for stuff. So sometimes you just want to, you know, you buy stuff to shut them up. Yeah. Too, and so. My favorite was in Whole Foods when I saw this child, very small child, screaming its head off. And the mother, this was just, it was just, just too deliciously Madison. The mother bent down and said, now Hillary, we promised. <laughs> <laughs> 
And my two thoughts Remember were... Remember we signed the contract? Yeah, yeah, my two thoughts were... Okay, she doesn't know what a promise is, and Hillary? <laughs> We've talked about your emails. <laughs> so, uh, so the founders of, uh, of the failed crypto hedge fund... Three arrows capital. There's nothing in that that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Crypto hedge fund. I, I love okay. this. I yep, love this story. Right. Uh, these, it's called the uh, Three Arrows Capital. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've teamed with the founders of uh, crypto exchange CoinFlex, and uh, they've created what's called Open Exchange. It's the world's first public marketplace for crypto claims, trading, and derivatives. So, so if you feel like you know you've gotten like ripped off, by, <laughs> but, but you haven't been ripped off enough. By, by, <laughs> well, if you feel like you've been ripped off yeah. and you've got a claim against yeah, yeah. you know FTX or whatever those yeah, you know some right, of those other yeah, ones, yeah, right. you can actually put your claim on this on this, this yeah. market. And and people can like they're shorting themselves. They I can, bet they, they can buy it from you. <laughs> I bet. My guess is that the companies that did it are probably also doing this. It's just yeah. it's, it's so incestuous. It's like, you can sell your claim. It's like if you ever had the misfortune of watching daytime TV with with commercials. About a lot of the commercials, they're very sad. They're they're about. Um, these companies that want to buy structured settlements for people who've who've like uh, gotten uh, insurance settlements for oh. you know for injuries or yeah. or or lottery winners okay. and things like that yeah. you know because I'm you know sometimes you only get you know eighty thousand a year or something and you know, oh you know, right right you know, so you, you they'll, they'll pay, pay you they'll the pay whole, you a lump sum, lump sum well not yeah. the whole thing yeah, they'll pay you a, a lump, yeah. you know, but just they'll, up front they'll, they'll screw you and, yeah yeah of course they will <laughs> why would they do it <laughs> ten cents on the dollar <laughs> I mean but, the parasite is not going oh well this will be good for you too you know <laughs> but but you get the money right away yeah so, that's what you want yeah, right? yeah. so but it's sad because a lot of these uh, the medical the um, insurance structured settlements are for medical care yeah and you know and they they did that they built it that way because they this somebody you know is going to have some chronic condition and they're yeah. going to they're going to need that yeah. you know year by year but uh, but these parasites come in and they'll they say well i'll give you you know 10 cents on the dollar for the whole thing sure. and then then, yeah. then you're kind of screwed once you you know blow through that money at the casino i mean so. yeah wow Wonderful uh, story that came out. I think I may have mentioned this last week, but I have it right in front of me, and so I want to talk about it again. This is from the PLOS Biology. Turns out a study was done and found out that many humans are pretty good at understanding ape. What? The gestural language of the great apes. You know, apes, of course, notoriously can't speak, but they are intelligent creatures and have ways of indicating to others of their species their desires and unhappiness and so on. So uh, Kirsty Graham and Catherine Hobater, they're primatologists at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, uh, they were inspired to quiz human understanding of ape language after noticing that approximately 90% of the gestures used by chimpanzees and bonobos are shared across the two species, uh, as are about 90% of those used by gorillas and orangutans. So we, they thought, we're wondering if humans retain the ability to use and understand ape gestures. And so what they discovered is they took 5,656 British people and they asked them to look at these gestures from these various 
great apes and to try to figure out what they thought they meant. And the researchers knew because they could tell from the interactions, of course, of these creatures. And they found that a rate higher than, than uh, merely uh, chance, it's about 52% of the time they were able to uh, actually figure out what was going on. What's really fascinating is um, it turns out that uh, the younger someone is, the more readily ready they are to, to, to do this. Oh, interesting. And it, um, this is not a surprise because babies are themselves prolific monkey gesturers. Uh, one study found that 89% of the gestures used by one- and two-year-old infants are used by chimpanzees of all ages. Hmm. So before language kicks in, apparently the ability to indicate what you want or what you will want to avoid is, uh, is done in the same way. Uh, as it's done by the the great apes. So uh, it seems that humans are a lot unable to, they're unable to create the language on their end. They don't remember how anymore to do these movements and what they indicate. But apparently they're pretty able to interpret them when uh, other creatures, again, like uh, chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, and bonobos are doing them. Wow, that's really cool. Yep. So, uh, so the language is like an overlay on top of some substrate, which we continue to use before we acquire the language, and and then we lose we lose partially in terms, at least, of creating the gestures after. Oh, uh, that's really after cool. We get, after we get language, because we don't need it anymore. You don't. Yeah. Typically, in evolution, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. Because we got smart enough to like buy cryptocurrency <laughs> and things like that, so we don't need that ape language anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, try explaining <laughs> cryptocurrency in ape language. You wouldn't get very far. <laughs> you know, this is the, the the Super Bowl weekend, and yeah. there was a there was an article I saw this morning about looking at last year's. You know, the, the ads are always a big deal. Last year's right. Super Bowl ads, and a lot of them were about cryptocurrency. Oh, great! They were like, you know, that uh, that Matt Damon was a famous. Oh, one. yeah. He actually got sued over that. Good. <laughs> um, Larry David was in one. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, so a lot of them were like, "Don't miss out! This is really this big, yeah. the next big thing yeah, here. Yeah. Don't miss out! Uh, cryptocurrency." And uh, it'd be hard and, to know how to sue Larry David though, because the whole point was. It was he was a skeptic. The act, yeah, the actual thing he does versus what you're supposed to get implied by it. Right. It's just don't be like Larry David's crazy character is yeah. the assumption. Right, right. yeah. But yeah. he was actually the, the, the sensible one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. year later, you look up. He yeah. was the smart one. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that wasn't the message they wanted you to take away. <laughs> no. They wanted you to take away. Is, that's the cranky, no. you know, you're crazy gonna, gonna, OCD guy. You're going to miss the boat like yeah. this cranky old guy. Yeah, you know, yeah so. exactly. But, uh, so there's this dwarf planet out uh, out uh, past Pluto. We call it Munchkin Land. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not sure how to say this. No, it's hard to say. I know. I think I know which one. Quar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's not even close. But uh, it's got these rings. Yep. Which which is like uh, it's confusing astronomers who are normally confused anyway. But uh, at least the ones I know. But uh, it, the rings are more than twice as far out as the rings of Saturn, Jupiter, and Neptune. Yeah. And of course Uranus. Uranus, the discoveries forcing scientists to rethink the origins of these structures. Yeah. They, they discovered this dwarf, dwarf planet after it passed in front of a, a star, and uh, they didn't expect to see the rings that were yeah, so, they're too so far de- out. developed. Yeah, yep. uh, exactly. It's like way the heck out there, and they, they'd always thought that the, the rings would not work that far out. Yeah. So. so one theory I saw is that um, there's another body, perhaps a moon or something, and so the the ring is a result of the gravitational interaction between those two things. And once they oh, set okay. up that kind of interaction between the two, it's pulled it out farther in some way. Uh-huh. But the the gravitational attraction of the original body 
uh, is main, keeping it in the ring shape, it's holding it. You yeah. Know, so, so okay. you got. So it might be a, a two body. There's a lot of weird stuff out there. I bet there yeah, is. You know. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of junk just kind of all in that area, and so who knows what effect it has on on each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The White House may remove protection for bears. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said on Friday that the governors of Montana and Wyoming provided substantial information that grizzly populations in Yellowstone and Glacier National Parks had improved and uh, that they're no longer threatened. So that's lovely. Um, they've been petitioning the government for a while now. They're saying that the, the bears are doing pretty well. There were only, uh, back in the 1800s, they assumed that, uh, best we can tell, there were maybe about 50,000 grizzly bears in North America. By the mid-70s, there was probably about 700 and uh, their populations have rebounded. Hmm. So that's a positive. Good thing. for the bears. They're getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tuesday night, high school basketball game. And uh, this is our, our sports roundup real quick. All righty. In, in Oklahoma, uh, it was Weatherford and Anadarko, the two powerhouses. The final score, 4-2. to two. Wow. <laughs> One team went into it like an extreme stall and wouldn't shoot the ball, wouldn't move the ball. They, they sat on the ball for like seven minutes at a time and uh, they, and they ended up losing four to two. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure the kids love that game. <laughs> uh. I think they need a shot clock in Oklahoma there. but uh, so all right, we got to get out of here. time to declare. The weekend. It is the weekend. It and is it's going to be sunny this weekend. Is it really? We've, yep. had, we've had a lot of sun Sunny lately. and it's going to start getting warmer. So all that snow that you see out there right now, that's yeah. going to be a big sloshy mess tomorrow. Oh, very so. nice. Yay. Very good. So. <laughs> <laughs> be wading to the curb. All right. Pants, great to see you as you too, always. Buddy. Have a yep. good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, Who Cooks for You? The Real Jaguar. Amy Goodman, Democracy Now! Labor Radio. Uh, Blues Cruise, Friday on my mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station, WRT, and you are listening to WRT 89.9 FM, Madison. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.